Namo tassa bhagavato arahato sammasambuddhassa Namo tassa bhagavato arahato sammasambuddhassa Namo tassa bhagavato arahato sammasambuddhassa Bhutang Dhammang Sankang Namasami So we've uh, entered into a time of transition last year. Now we're coming out the other end, coming out the other side of it in the new year. And I mentioned as we were coming in to the retreat or beginning the retreat that when you when you enter into a time of inner quietening and and contemplation like this, you never quite know who's going to come out the other side. And I think for some people this is really true, you know, that uh, of course we've we all got a certain um, flow of, you know, character going along in this lifetime. So that's probably hasn't changed hugely. But uh, nuances and sometimes quite, quite deep aspects of, of who we have thought ourselves to be uh, can shift on a retreat like this, and I know from you know, speaking with individuals in the interview groups that that has that is the case for some people, and uh, it's somehow in this retreat setting it, it can be very easy or or, or easeful for that to happen, and then there's the okay, how do I take this? back home, this different me, back back home. So it's important that we really honour any transformations that have happened over these days here and not kind of feel a little uncomfortable about it and not quite sure what to do with it so I'll just kind of get back to my old habits and mm-hmm. hope it goes away, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but to really honour this, this path that, that we, each of us and together, uh, have embarked on. So sometimes the the changes that happen within us on a retreat are, they really open something up. You know, maybe there's a an increased experience of love and interconnection, and that's an incredible support as we as we take our lives back out into the the big wide world, and that can really help with the transitioning from being with you know, others who have share a similar intention and who are dedicated to practice and 
respect, noble silence and uh, gentleness and so on into the more uh, diverse, creative world that has uh, so many other aspects. So that can be a, a real help and support and it can, it can flow out and other people notice it and say, oh, you should go on retreat more often. <laughs> <laughs> so that might be the case. You, know, you, get, you take that home with you, that, uh, that loving energy, that openness. And it might also be the case that something's opened up that's a little bit more tender um, sometimes on retreat, you know, things that we've, certain, certain uh, protections that we've held in place for a very long time get dislodged because they're not really needed in this context because it's so safe. And uh, we're, we're spending this time deepening and looking inward and, and we're not being challenged by the usual challenges of life here. So sometimes these old places of protection maybe crack or lift or even fall away altogether. And we realize that we're not quite the same person as we were when we arrived and we're not quite sure how we're going to take ourselves back out there without that familiar protection and it can be a little bit scary and definitely um, making the transition from from this very peaceful very gentle and well held retreat situation into uh, lives where people maybe have never experienced this or no understanding of what it might be to go on retreat. We do have to be careful, you know, we can't be, if we're too open, too sensitive, it can be very painful. So we definitely need to be grounded. We need to be able to feel our feet on the ground, literally, feel our feet on the ground. And be able to remember to take a breath right down into the belly and know that the body is here earth is beneath me sky is above things are okay so it's very important to have a a way of grounding and of of orienting to the, the physical reality in any moment of this body standing or sitting or lying on the planet Earth. So this is an important thing to, to take care of and to keep in mind as, you, as we go out. Mm. But also, you know, if that has been the case for you, where there's been a, a kind of a breaking open and a, a shifting of those defended or protected places then also we need a certain amount of of faith and courage as we go back out into the world so we've been speaking about uh, 
self and no self. And of course, all of us, each of us, feels like someone. You know, we each experience ourselves as a self, as a somebody that is distinct and an individual and unique and sensitive and responsive and evolving, even if we might not notice it. And uh, and then we've been hearing also about the you know, the ultimate teachings on the the emptiness of all conditioned things and on the the constant changing nature of things. So you know, these the the the, the ultimate the teaching of ultimate truth and the conventional truth or the relative truth they're both important and uh, we can't just you know go to one and avoid the other they we have to keep them both in consciousness so i find the reflection on impermanence for example really helps me to stay present when those challenging times come up where maybe I'm feeling I'm going into a territory that I'm unfamiliar with because I'm not quite who I was last time I came into that territory. I don't quite know how it's going to be, how I'm going to be met, whether you know I can be received, whether I can stay authentic in this uh, slightly new experience of of what I am, and so you know, if we if we if we enter into that from a from a place of uh, like affirming a strong sense of self, then then we kind of get ourselves into trouble. It gets complicated because we're shutting down again, and we're de- we're defending again. We're trying to make uh, what is a vulnerable situation feel safe and secure. But if we can draw on that refuge of, of uh, well, like I was speaking about in the meditation, actually, the, the refuge of awareness, the Buddha knowing the Dharma, the awareness itself, and the refuge of knowing that everything is changing, and the refuge of knowing that others have been through this or maybe much more challenging than this already before me, and refuge in that within me, which has the faith that that I can allow allow change to happen. Then, uh, if we if we draw on those refuges, then we can we can be with that feeling of trepidation, of vulnerability, of not knowing, um, not knowing how we'll be received or how, um, or even who we will be now that this shift has happened. And, uh, you know, staying present with that, with that vulnerability, with that not knowing, 
and also using some discernment, you know, like knowing, <coughs> or not that we can know totally, but getting a sense of, you know, who who can I speak to about this, who, who could hear this, who would be receptive, or who do I really need to sit down and have a conversation with now, because things have shifted, and I can't just be who I was before. And uh, just really drawing on the the refuges as we enter into that new territory. So if we don't take refuge, then we we tend to recoil. We tend to try and um, recreate the self that we knew before it feels safe and then we well first of all we, we kind of know that it that we're doing that so it's a little um, it's like the life energy drops and also we're not really honoring the the path that we've embarked on as a, a practitioner as a Dharma practitioner a seeker awakening so I think it's also very helpful to just to remember just to like let your mind go back to what started you off on this path what you know we're all here we spent the new year together here on this retreat but where did it start what was that thought and intention, that curiosity, or that yearning that started us off on this journey that's brought us here today, to this place? And uh, you know, what, what, what was that, that seed that was watered, that is growing now, that, is, that has brought us to this, to, to be here together over this time in silent meditation and uh, you know and look at the maybe look at the journey that has got you here and the places that have that have been challenging the places that have been freeing and uh, that maybe sometimes I know some people have had radical life changes through the practice already and, and in process they can be scary and even seem like a total disaster I certainly had that my whole life is falling apart oh my goodness everything I've worked for is, is falling to pieces and, then, and, that, and it does fall to pieces and then something else grows out of that that's kind of the, the way nature works isn't it you know, the leaves fall from the trees in the winter and that beautiful tree, what's happened? It's just this sticks, and then the leaves fall and become nourishment and uh, nourish the, the coming of spring, new leaves, new buds, flowers. So it can be the same with our practice. You go through those you know, winters where it all looks a bit disastrous and you don't look, you know, you don't seem to be how you were before. And, and yet it's, it's, a, it's part of a, a very precious process, and a natural process that's allowing something new 
to blossom. So it takes a certain uh, faith to let this happen. And also certain discernment or wisdom to know how to how to navigate. So, you know, as you leave tomorrow, and we're still on retreat now tonight and part of tomorrow, tomorrow morning. But I, I'm imagining your minds are probably going towards, you know, getting home and what you're going to do and all of those things. Because that's natural, the mind naturally does that. So, you know, to, just actually as we sit here now, you know, take in the support of everybody here and all the staff here who've supported the retreat. You know, every, there's been this loving and benevolent, supportive intention that's uh, enabled this time to happen. And we've been part of each other's lives over this time quietly. And we've even shared the, the same breath and uh, shared meals together. We've taken care of the space for each other. So we're, we're part of each other now. Even if we never see each other again, we, we've become part of each other, we're connected. And we've all, we all share a dedication to practice. Some of us have had it for decades, some maybe just for, even just for a few months. But I feel confident that for everyone who's here, to have come here on this retreat, and to have also sat, regardless of what's going on inside, to have sat so steadily through these days that there's a, a deep commitment to the practice in whatever way that manifests. So, uh, you know, also to, to remember each other. Even if you can't remember every person, that's okay. There might be particular people who've stood out. But to remember this, this community, this group that we have been together, that we are together, as you go out and uh, face whatever life is going to bring next. So that can be just such a, a heart support, you know, just to know, like, ah, oh, you know, there are others who are also venturing out into the unknown at the same time as I am, and meeting who knows what challenges or blessings, or both, probably both. Life tends to have both. So, uh, you know, to really keep a sense of mindfulness and, and investigation, as we transition from this, this quiet time to get this held time into... Uh, Tomorrow it'll be a little bit more broken up with cleaning and uh, 
you know, books and stuff are downstairs, and, and then gradually the silence will lift a little later in the morning. So, you know, keeping the, the mindfulness, not in a tight way, but being mindful of the, the process of transition and how that affects us. And trusting that, uh, just as it has always been in our life, actually, trusting that the changes that are happening within us and that we'll meet as we go out into our lives, that, that, that we will be able to meet them, that they, that they are perfect, that they are exactly what we are meant to be experiencing at this time. So I imagine that most people here have gone through times when it hasn't felt like that. And we wished it was different. And yet all of our experience, the experience of all of the experiences of our life have brought us here to this spiritual path, this practice, this communion together. So whatever it, whatever it's taken to get us here however difficult it may have been. It's pretty good, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely worth it. I'm grateful <laughs> that it's got us all here. So, uh, you know, just to trust that whatever comes is, is not, it's not too much. It's, uh, it's what we need to learn from, turn towards, investigate, understand, grow, through and that uh, as we go through this this path of practice this spiritual journey this uh, journey to awakening a gradual awakening that what we find is that we have there's more to share there's more space there's more strength and it might be that uh, you know our, our Medi- actual formal meditation practice isn't as great as it was. And sometimes it, it kind of goes through different different phases. So there can be times when the meditation practice is really powerful and fulfilling and deep and insightful, and they're really you know, it's wonderful times, and uh, it gives us inspiration and uh, an incentive. And then there are times when it's all a bit flat. And the meditation isn't really doing it for us anymore. We can't quite get ourselves to sit down and meditate for more than a few minutes. And uh, and then we can get discouraged and think, oh, I'm just not really, it's not really working. But uh, you know, not to give up in those times, but to to keep you know to keep mindfulness and investigation and a certain energy going where you're, you're looking at, well, what is wholesome? What is, uh, what is beneficial? What am I doing in my life that is benefiting my own life and the lives of others? And you know, how can I bring the Eightfold Path into, into being? So we were speaking in the beginning about the Eightfold Path and, you know, 
it's a it's a whole life path. It covers it encompasses everything in our life. It's about the way we perceive, whether the way we orientate our minds, the way we, the thoughts, the, the way we take care of our thoughts, our speech, our action, our livelihood, the effort or the energy that we put in, and then the attention and mindfulness, and concentration, collectedness. So it's all of that. It's not just concentration. It's not just mindfulness. It's the whole path. So uh, if, we, if we remember to look in the right way, I think everybody here will see that uh, much of that path is being fulfilled much of the time. Things that we, we've, we take for granted that don't uh, notice or don't appreciate are actually the path in practice. So uh, it's really, really important to notice what is good and what is uh, working and not only to let the mind go into what is not working and not good enough and we wish was better, but to really uh, nourish and uh, encourage what is good and wholesome already and to put effort into sustaining that, put more energy into that so that we really um, directly experience some of the goodness that others experience with us. So you might have friends who tell you how good, how much they appreciate you and how much they love you and what good qualities you have and and then the inner experience is just not like that. So uh, Listen to those friends. They might have a little more understanding than you have about how you are. And just to take it in, you know, to allow yourself to take it in. And uh, let that be a, a nourishment. Let it be like, uh, like good earth and rain and sun on a, a young plant so that it can grow. And I think, you know, our practices, I do feel it like a plant. And even though I've been there a long, practicing a long time, it still feels quite a, a young and tender little plant that needs care you know, it's not uh, it's not a great tree I can lean on yet it still needs to be you know, the right conditions still needs a little bit of shelter from the wind still needs to have some shade when the sun's too hot so uh, you know, to really take care and nurture that uh, seedling of awakening within your heart. And it's a bit of a mystery really what uh, what brings us 
you know, what brings us to this path in the first place. Some people ask the questions and some people don't. You know, some people are saying, so what is all this about, this world of you know, becoming and getting and having and dying? And then other people are just doing it without thinking about it. It's a mystery, but uh, what you can know is that you've asked the questions and, and here you are. And it's a, a great blessing that, that, that you have for your own life and also for others. I do feel particularly that in a, a country where capitalism and uh, you know, money and status and success, worldly success are held up so highly and, and also you know, com- competitiveness, you know, being the best where those values are held up so highly in the, in the society that to practice a spiritual path like this a, a, a sensitive spiritual path like this is so precious it's so, so precious and, and that you know, who you meet and the, you know, what you give out in your life whether it's really, you know, something really big and overt, or whether it's just quietly in your presence. I feel it's it's very, very precious gift. Because uh, this practice, it is, it's aligned with awakening, and awakening to the truth of the way things are. And... You know, the way of the world always wants to pull us in a different direction to that. So, even if you only have the tiniest glimmer of awakening, I think actually most people have a little more than that here, but even if you just have a little taste of truth, then you're, you're sharing that in your being with others. And uh, it's that's a, a precious gift. It's not to be overlooked. And there are there are many many ways of practice. So meditation practice is a very important part. You know, finding a supportive conditions for that. <coughs> and but also, you know, the the practice of how we are in in relationship, the practice of, of giving, the practice of patience, of listening, the practice of, of wholesome action, the practice of loving kindness and compassion. They're all so precious, you know, they're, they're valuable, they're like jewels. They're like jewels in a world that says this plastic toy is really important. (laughs) (laughs) And it just keeps churning out more and more of those plastic toys. So each of us here has a jewel or even many jewels to share in the world. So please... uh, Remember that and take care of the jewels and also bring them out. Share them with others. 
let them shine. So I'd like to offer that tonight. <coughs> Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.